Hi guys, um, welcome to the Lemonade's uh, podcast, the podcast where we discuss and celebrate the lemonades that we make from life's lemons. As always, I'm Ayo, your proud host. Today, we're discussing dealing with imposter syndrome. This August, we're discussing this topic with awesome guests on the Lemonade podcast. Um, I think I planned for a minimum of uh, about an episode per week, so, so don't get bored yet guys <laughs> so the lemon podcast idea was from one night of um, random musings and just with some friends on the telegram channel um to get more about this gist please listen to the first episode to hear all about this gist okay so enough about me yeah i have with me um Jeremiah, who I call uncle jerry <laughs> uncle jerry is uh uncle jerry is is, is a wonderful product designer and was my teacher while I was learning product design. Um, he's someone who went out of his way to ensure every one of us on that particular learning program, I'm talking about over 200 learners on that platform, were carried along. Um, I remember the year protested when it was changed. Uncle uh, Jerry, remember what, how um, Aviola and Ike reacted, right? Yeah, I remember. I think we still need to joke about that in soon. <laughs> Yeah, 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 thank you very much for coming, Uncle Jerry. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thank for coming. you. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm grateful. Thank you, Uncle Jerry, yeah. as I popularly call you. <laughs> <Love>. <laughs> so, we're discussing the causes and the effects of imposter syndrome. Um, so, guys, please subscribe and share this podcast if you enjoy it. And even if you don't enjoy it, still subscribe and please, please share because I really enjoyed putting it together. All right, so let's dive in. All right, so let's dive in. Uncle Jerry, um, I'm excited to ha- have you with me today. Like, I'm very, very excited to have you with me. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for the opportunity. I mean, it's a pleasure. I'm good. I'm doing fine. I'm pushing gradually. I mean, just to make uh, uh, cars here and there. You're putting in the work you get, and I'm sure you're good as well, right? Yeah, I'm not trying my best. I'm trying my best. Thank you very, very much. All right. Yeah, um, so let's get your thoughts on our topic. Like, um, what are your thoughts on imposter syndrome? Uh, okay. So imposter syndrome, I think it's it's something that everyone at every level of of um of of our individual skill set. I think we all have to face it. I think it might just come in different ways, different fashions, or different just different ways basically but everyone has to face it so um in my own way i see imposter syndrome as something that um, um something that blocks our inspiration something that blocks us from getting to the next level something that blocks us from um attaining um certain heights or really um being better at what we are doing or actually in in not here earning more from our craft basically so it comes maybe um, when someone is probably not is not sure about themselves about their skill sets and the likes. I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, more as as the as the call as the conversation goes on. I'm sure we'll talk about it better. Okay. But that's like my little view about what imposter syndrome and how it works. <laughs> that was not little at all. <laughs> so okay, so uh, you know while I was carrying out my research on this topic, like uh, I have. Something that over the past um, few months, um, I have I've had so many of my of my mates talk about how I was like, um, 
I'm just trying to carry my research on this matter. And I learned that there are about five identified types of imposter syndrome. Um, number yes. one is the, the perfectionist, yeah? Um, uh, it says that these are people who are never satisfied. Like they always feel like that their work could be better. So rather than focus on their strengths, they, they fix their gaze more on the flaws, on their mistakes. And this often leads to a, a great deal of self-pressure and higher amount of, of anxiety. You know, I tried to think this and I was like, how could, you know, like you put a whole lot of, you've not, even, you've not even done what you want to do already. You are putting so much pressure on yourself, right? Yeah, pressure makes people break. Like it's, it's not, it's actually, especially when it's external, it's mm. not, it, it's not. It's actually not a good kind of pressure. I know there's a there's good pressure, and there is bad pressure. But this kind is not. It's not, it's not a good kind. Basically, no. don't continue listening. Then the second one we have is um the, the superheroes, um the superheroes um these guys feel inadequate. Like they feel compelled to push themselves to work as hard as possible. <laughs> um, or even actually die for film these days, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've heard of, I've heard of, uh, is it not Jackie Chan or Jackie Chan? I don't know how to pronounce his name well. Where that he, mm. he actually does have, um, he gets injured during during some of those fights or practice sessions before his movies. So, I mean, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the number three that I saw was um these guys um they call them I'll call them the experts. Like these individuals are always trying to learn more. They are never satisfied with their level of understanding. As in, even though they are often um, highly skilled, they still underrate their own skills. I think this is where I fall into. I think this is where I fall into. You know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think this is where I fall into. Then we have the natural genius. They, um, these guys set excessively high and lofty goals and objectives for themselves. Then they feel crushed and disappointed when they don't succeed on their first try. Try. <laughs> no, that no, sounds funny, right? <laughs> it does. It does. These people tend to be very individualistic and prefer to work alone. Like they tend to see asking for help as a sign of weakness and incompetence. Okay. Ah, it's crazy. But then, um, can, can we? Yeah? No, no, go on. No, I'm listening. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know the word to use to classify my emotions now, but hearing everything, knowing that probably, uh, not probably, knowing that I've gone through, I've faced practically every single one of them. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm just smiling here that, okay. Well, I mean, we've, I've been able to, like, overcome each and every one of them at every point when they come up because, the it's it's usually a recurring situation for practically everyone but over time you get used to mm. dealing with it and you become a champion at it okay okay um <laughs> one question i want to ask again is can, can we explore like what are the characteristics of imposter syndrome i mean what are those things we should look out for and um, by this i mean how can someone know that oh i'm suffering from imposter syndrome okay um i would i'll give certain illustrations as i talk but i would want to say something that imposter syndrome is a normal thing it's not as if someone it's a very normal thing i mean everyone faces it so um if you're listening to this podcast and you're facing it it's a normal thing everyone everyone goes through it and it's very easy to overcome it's, it's just you just need to be intentional about overcoming it 
All right, so um, ways you can identify someone that has imposter syndrome. Um, I'll use the I also use the types that you give the perfectionist now. In a situation whereby a a this, let me term the person a junior designer is given a task, uh, probably by his mentor or a mentor or something. Mm. Uh, the person gives gives the junior designer a time frame of two weeks. Now, the task is not particularly difficult, but because maybe the junior designer wants to show, uh, not the word show, wants to prove that, okay, I have learned this thing and I am good at it and I don't want to disappoint my mentor. So the the junior designer could have finished it in one week and maybe would not have submitted it, but continually dot his or her like, Continually check it. Now, there's no problem in continually checking, in continuously checking your work, but there is a point where you just have to say with yourself that okay, I've done this thing. There is absolutely nothing I can do again. Let it go. Take it. But this person, mm. even that even at the deadline point, will still continue to check his work. Now, will still continue to check his work and might even forget that the time frame has gone, the deadline has passed, and then you start hearing that okay, sorry, I still had one or two changes to to make, and that's the thing. That's the thing. There's this um phrase that says, "The more you look, the less you see." It comes in another mm. way of saying, "The more you look at your work, the the less of the good things you see, then you begin to see more and more mistakes." Check it. Now you see you see more and more mistakes, and you be at a point you might now change the whole um solution that you have maybe done from the start and arrive at something that is totally different from what you plan to what you plan to submit or or the goal of the whole project for example you want to solve a problem for for blind people and because of the junior designer is overthinking things the, the junior designer ends up um, creating a solution for deaf because i mean i'm just feeling that this solution is not good enough it's not good enough and i just particularly change everything Another way that um I can also identify that probably I have or I'm suffering from imposter syndrome is when I feel I am not good enough. And the honest truth is no one is good enough. That's the honest truth. I think I think everyone needs to know that no one is good enough. Um at the point of or at the point whereby um I, I'm taking junior designers uh, or junior some um, people in or junior individuals in their respective fields because uh it looks as if junior suffers it more, but I also into into play so at the point whereby the person feels that okay i am not um good enough i can't meet up with this particular task honest truth is just you just need to try and put in your effort i don't think the best ideas came out from from them being i sorry i don't think the best solutions came out from the best ideas take it the best solutions obviously came out from ideas that probably did not look vis- feasible Ideas that look perceived, ah, this thing is still a little bit bleak. But upon acting on those on those ideas, the best solutions came out. Now, so the Facebook that we have today, I can assure you that this is not the way the owner had the, the way the owner had it in mind from start. Just imagine if the owner had, had felt that okay, I am not good enough to tackle this idea. Would we have the Facebook we have we have today? She get so um if you begin to feel that um, I'm not good enough, yeah, obviously the person is suffering from imposter syndrome. Another um, 
another way to identify is uh, from from the from the from the list you gave about the types, the natural geniuses, um, the guys that set excessively lofty goals. Now, as far from this, because um, there's a there's a part. The honest truth is, when you want to set goals for yourself, I mean, there there's a particular mnemonics that that was set for it smart. There's a place that that they said goals must be achievable. Now, if the person is setting all of these goals, or setting goals that, I mean, even if they are achievable, they cannot be achievable with the with the amount of resources available. The person will most likely get discouraged midway because the person will be able to achieve it. So that's another type of imposter syndrome. Um, and finally, I think I just stop with this. The um, soloist. Um, uh, you said. The Cristiano Ronaldo's basically lol. <laughs> said these people tend to be very individualistic and prefer to work alone. Now, um, honest truth is, um, it's not possible for someone to do everything on his own. There are certain scenarios where you have to reach out to persons for help. Now, for an individual that decides that I don't, I don't need any help. The person will suffer. The person is obviously suffering from imposter syndrome. The person could also be suffering from um what's the word low self-esteem like i mean who would want to help me like i basically i am not solid enough to work for to work with another person this is just the ways to identify that maybe i'm so no maybe these are ways to identify that i am suffering from imposter syndrome i guess that was a lot Wow, <laughs> thank you. That was that was that was that was um awesome. That was awesome. Like, um, yeah, just what just one more. Um, I, th- I think what we said about setting smart goals. That was um, uh, think that that was just the the key. Um, yeah. when you set smart goals, like um, must be specific, must be measurable, um, achievable, realistic, and also yeah. um, timely. That's just what smart setting smart goals is all about. So for the guys yeah, for listening. Wants to set to make your goals like that. That's what acronym stands for. Smart goals. Thank you, Kujere, for that. Thank you. Yeah. So let me ask this one. Um, is this a medical illness? Like, is first imposter syndrome now? Can drugs be prescribed to to solve this? Mm, no. Uh, no. No. I don't. I have no head of. I mean, some people might have explored different things, but of all the things, of all the solutions, I know. Um, drugs cannot be used to solve imposter syndrome it's 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 not a medical issue it's more of a psychological issue um so if if using drugs to solve psychological issues won't work it might just even compound the problem for example um let me bring let me bring this into bring it into context um for someone that is suffering from from someone that cannot sleep basically um i can't remember the name but for someone that cannot um. sleep Insomnia. No. Yeah, insomnia. Yeah, exactly. Now, the, 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 way, the way the doctors handle it is that they probably give the person med- medications to, to put the person to sleep. Now, over time, the person's body gets used to those kind of medications and it doesn't work on the person again. As I see some people, they're wearing glasses during the rainy season. Probably they've not slept for two, three weeks. Five minutes of sleep is very, very precious to them. Now, for those kind of people, a lot of them have actually been using medications for a while, and their bodies have gotten used to it. Now, psychological issues actually need to start from the person seeking help, yeah, 
pressing, finding a solution and solving the solution. And the solutions are no medications. The solutions are you talking to yourself physically, you having a conversation with yourself, or you talking to someone that is above you, someone that understands you, someone that has gone through that, that same um that same issue and the person will tell you um his own way or her own way of, of solving that particular problem so it's not a medical issue or it's not a medical illness it's a psychological illness wow okay um, um final question okay i, I think you've, you've answered where you said um you at the point you you had um so from time to time you also suffer from imposter syndrome that means um uh, for those of guys who, who were wondering why Uncle Jerry was mentioned about design, 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 I mentioned earlier that Uncle Jerry is a product designer. So, <laughs> so yeah. I think I just trying to just tell us what he does in a way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, final question. First final question. What are the effects of uh, imposter syndrome, and um, how can how can one cope with it, or how can one seek help um, with it? Okay. So. For a start, I think the major effect is that um, it makes it makes you to lose opportunities that you should take up. It make that I think that's that's actually the major effect. You you as an individual would lose opportunities that normally, even if you're not good enough or you don't match up with that with the skills required, um, you would most likely still not get those opportunities. I mean, we've heard of certain scenarios whereby. Um, someone applied for a job, but be, even if the person did not meet up with the requirements, but because he or she just possessed um, just one skill, one very small skill that he feels is not useful, the person got the job. Now, imposter syndrome can make someone to not apply for jobs, to not apply for gigs, to not apply for, to not send in proposals, to not, um, to not date a girl, basically. See, again, let me bring it into life context, not date a girl, feeling a guy, a guy is not good enough or a girl is not good enough. I mean, it could come into play and it could affect the relationships. And how to cope with it? Uh, I, it? The person has to be intentional, firstly. You need to know within yourself that, okay, or you need to say to yourself, I want to solve this thing. I want to solve this thing. Now, it goes to the part of finding what the problem is. Now, the general name is imposter syndrome, but you need to, you need to cut it down to how or which kind of imposter syndrome you, you're suffering from. Now, um... Just so you know, or just to let you know, imposter syndrome might never, it might never end because even people that are, that we see as legends in whichever craft they were into, they at some point suffer from imposter syndrome. They at some point, they, they feel that they're not good enough or they have this perfectionist lifestyle. So, but the, only t- the difference between them and probably the person that's just starting out is for them, they have, um, they are they, they are they are actually intentional about overcoming it at every point in time. Um, so firstly, you need to be intentional about it. Now, I'll talk about a series of solutions for different types of um, imposter syndrome. Now, the first one is for the part for the persons that are feeling that they are not good enough. So the only, the truth is, the person might not actually be good enough, and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. It's something that should drive you to learn more. It's something that should drive you to learn more. Now, if the person feels that I'm not good, if I feel I'm not good enough, and it just means that, okay, it doesn't stop me from applying for whichever opportunity I see. But in the process of applying, I am consistently learning. I'm consistently improving on my craft. Um, where I work currently, I 
when when I got the offer, I was I actually felt I was actually feeling that I wasn't good enough. Like I couldn't meet up. But but here's here's what happened. By the way, I I, I work as a senior product designer, so just to cheap that thing. Um, it wasn't <laughs> even about my skill. It wasn't even about yeah. my skill. It was just about me matching up with the requirements in the company. I knew within myself that I had the skill, but you know, at times we human beings, we just feel that. I mean, probably they, probably their own routine. I'm not used to it. I don't love all of this kind of story. So, I reached out to someone and I explained my scenario to the person. I was like, "Take it," and no one is actually prepared for any of for 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 any role. Basically, no one is prepared. No, you can never be very ready. You can only try. So I took it up, and ever since then, I've been doing good work. I mean, obviously, there have been times that I've been feeling that I'll get sacked, or I mean, I'm still here. I've not been sacked physically. So that's that's like a, a way to that's the way I solve that imposter syndrome. Now, a point whereby um you're feeling that you've done like for the perfectionist that just wants to um just wants to have his work, like wants every every shape to be to be smooth, wants every side of Maybe every makeup that the person applies on the person's face to be smooth, just wants everything to be on point. Uh, you need to know within yourself that see, life we're always improving, we're always growing. Um, no one can hundred percent be perfect. No one can. I mean, you can be good, you can be exceptional, but perfection is is not an impossible task. But it's a continuous progress. Say again, it's not something that you just do and you're perfect. You continuously mm. do it, and uh, by that I don't mean you continuously do it on one thing. That is continuously do it in one particular thing, but in several places or in several tasks. Um, bringing that into context, let me take shoemakers as a, as an example. Um, I'm talking of the actual shoemakers, not shoe cobblers. Mm. Um, yeah, people that make shoes. Now you notice that there are some shoes that the, that the edges are curved and all of those kind of things. For mm. people that are just learning, they did not just um for them to be able to get all those curves, it's it, it's possible that it's not just one shoe that they learned for that they, that they got it on. It took practice mm. yes to get to get that curve to make it smooth, but it wasn't just from one shoe. So they were practicing consistently on other shoes. Just imagine if they had spent two years on just one particular material just to make that place curve. Now there's a problem. Time is being spent and resources are being like opportunities are being missed check it opportunities are being missed the two years that the person could have spent learning different things and and mastering that particular curve on different shoes the person has spent it on just one particular um material and the person's progress is the person's progress progress has been halted she get to at that point you need to you need to practice yes you need to practice it's very very important for you to practice you should not you should not take away the practice the, the place of practice you need to practice but you also need to um you also need to practice in different scenarios and different places and you need to know within yourself when um you just need to send it and now um bring let me bring this into the conversations another thing that makes your work better is feedback now, if you are the perfectionist kind of person and you don't get feedback on what you've done, it probably will not grow. So regardless of what you've done, how about you send it out and, and hear the view, hear the opinions of people as to what they think about it. Now, if for the shoemaker that wants to get a call right, maybe it's just maybe the setting of the machine 
and the person has spent two years just just you know they use machines to make those calls and all of those things mm-hmm. so the person has spent two years just trying to perfect that call just imagine if the person had just reached out to a mentor hi please i've been trying to do this thing like, oh it's, you should have pressed this button you should have done this you should have done that the person would the person, the person would know i've learned this thing and the person is good to go for another project for the part for the people that um uh, set lofty goals or i think not for, for me as well for people that set lofty goals you need to be uh, you need to take up or you need to actually write down this thing or write this thing down this smart goals the four many i'll repeat it again um smart um but before i repeat it basically let me just say it like this before you think about goals you need to create systems she so gets you need to create systems that would um that will help you in achieving those goals goals are not in without systems in place now if you don't if you don't have systems in place they will most likely um those goals will be useless those goals will be useless those goals will be bad but they are good so i would bring everything into context now now the formula of smart goal the formula of smart i repeat again specific measurable achievable realistic and timely specific goals you need to be very very directed to what you want to do you don't say i want to read um okay for example if you want to read a book in a month you don't say i would read i would read um the atomic habit i read part of it this week no you're not being specific you're being specific when you say i'll read two pages of atomic habits in 10 minutes check it you're being very very specific now when you're doing it you know that okay i am going to actually read this book in 10 minutes and you set a time frame i read it from 12 pm to 12 10 pm that's a very specific goal she gets now the next one is measurable i mean you need to set goals that um you can measure um okay so um bringing the, the book the book count into play again you don't say i want to read um two two pages i, I want to read atomic habit i want to read it part 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 no you cannot measure what you've done. You cannot measure how far you've gone. If it's an unsweet part, because at the end of the week or at the end of the day, you cannot particularly tell if you've you've done well or you didn't do well. It might just be okay. I read ten pages. I mean, tomorrow I will not read two pages. I will not read anything because I've read ten pages today. It's because you've not been able to measure it. But if you set a goal that okay, I read two pages today, two pages tomorrow, two pages next tomorrow. If at the ending of the time you set. You don't achieve it. You can easily grade yourself that okay. You can easily measure yourself that okay. I've done fifty percent. By the next um, by the next um um process, I will do more. I would I will make more progress. The other one is achievable. I mean, the other point is achievable. Set goals that are that are achievable. Don't set. Don't say. I mean, if your goals are specific and measurable, and they are not achievable, it's absolute nonsense. Shake it. If you say I want to. I want to be the president of Nigeria in two weeks. How do you want to do it? I don't, even jazz, even with um, black magic, it's not possible. She gets it's not possible. But when you say, okay, um, at, at the age of 40, I want to be in politics already. So at the age of 60, I want to be competing. I want to be contesting for presidency. I mean, yeah, what you've done is you set time. You set it. You yeah, it's specific already, and it's not so measurable yet. But you, it is an achievable goal. get it is a very very achievable goal. Now, when you set that part, when you've done, when you set all of those in input that that goal in place, 
you need to yeah. set uh, milestones for you to be able to measure yourself. Now you need to set milestones. By milestones, you can say at twenty, I need to have. If you're in the university, probably I need to be contesting for my departmental uh, for a post in the departmental office. I need to be contesting for a post in probably in the college or in the university as a whole. Chige, you're building roadmap. So at each age or at each point in time, you can measure where you have achieved and what you've done. Chige, so um, that's that's one. That's that's another way. Then the next one, they need to be realistic. Um, realistic and achievable. They are they are um they are similar. They are similar. It's just that realistic means goals that not that you can't that they are not true human. Um, what's the word? True human. Um power they are not possible they're not possible just like saying um i would i would disappear from from here to the u.s in 30 seconds it's not realistic it's not it's nowhere close close to being realistic but if you say okay i would go to the u.s but i need to save certain amount of money within two years in the next one year i would get the flight and i'll fly to u.s that's that's a realistic goal i mean you're still going to get to the u.s but the process through which you get to the US is very realistic. Like saying you would, uh, I would teleport rather, I would teleport from here to the US. Um, I don't think science has been able to to bring that to make that possible yet. <laughs> I don't think so. So, I, it's not it's not it's not um, realistic now. Timely, the thing about putting time into play. I've been talking about it from the start of these smart goals. One has to um put specific time frames to whatever you're doing. Um, I make this mistake a lot. If you don't put time frames, um, the, the the tendency to be lazy is there. If you don't put time frames mm. that I need to achieve this in two years, um, if at the end of one year you'll be feeling that, uh, no, if you don't put something like that, if you just say something like um, I want to achieve this, now the the deadline to achieve it is in seven months, but you just say I want to achieve this. Now the honest truth is, at some point you will feel lazy, but you will not have anything to um, you will not have anything to to tell you to remind you that time is going, time is going. You need to do this, you need to do that. But yeah. if there is if there are specific time sets, if you the specific time frame that you have, and you have a time frame that will achieve this in two minutes, it needs to be there. It needs to be. There's a difference between time frame and time though. Sorry, I think I mix it up. Um. Time, by time, by time, but by, by it being timely, it needs to be something that um, you see. I'll achieve this in ten minutes. Simple. If today you want to see, you want to read ten books, and uh, you say, okay, the time frame I want to achieve this is between ten and two. You set a time frame, but you, it's not yet timely. I want to achieve this in ten minutes. It is timely then. So um, I hope I've been able to touch on that. I I read a book. Um, I read a book some months ago titled atomic have goals but they have systems in place to help them to assist them in, in achieving those goals there was one major it was a very small thing but it, it grew up to be a, a, a major thing that helps the cycling team now the team um it, it made a change to the to this to the um bicycle like to the hmm. bicycle they use the way the chair was positioned Probably, if you notice now, there's a way, there's a way the chairs of bicycles, the, the cyclists, the way they are, their chairs, the way it is positioned. Now, they, they made a change to how they, 
the tiers we position. And in five years, I think up until this very moment, the US team they are the best in the world in terms of cycling. I don't think any they even have a record that no country has been able to achieve that feat. I think in the Olympics basically you don't you can I think there's an there's an Olympic that that would that would have gone on in the past one month that's going that that went on in the past one month. So you yeah. can you can check you can check the cycling statistics of the US team and check and you you'll be able to um be able to check how you'll be able to check the change. Now I could be wrong about the country, but but in order for you to confirm, you just check, you just search for the book Atomic Habits by James Clare. And it is like it is I think it's the first it's the first chapter basically that it is the first thing he talks about. It's a real life experience but you need to go in and do a little bit more research. But this just um talks about the importance of systems in in our day-to-day lives uh, or in, in our setting goals. And finally, the um the people that like to walk alone, I will give two examples. The one of Cristiano Ronaldo and the one of um when it, I'll bring it into design context as well. Now, Cristiano Ronaldo also works alone. Yes, he does work alone. But people, maybe they don't really know that he has his coach. He has people that train him at the back, like in the background. You don't, people don't know them, but they are the ones that train him. They're the ones that train him to be the, they're the ones that trained him to be the Christian, Cristiano Ronaldo that we know today. Hmm. You only see the good part of Cristiano Ronaldo. Most of us would maybe have not have seen the part where he's training with his coaches, he's training with his teammates, and even on the pitch of play, um, he has players that gives him assists. He get players that gives him yeah. the ball to score the goals. Now, if Cristiano Ronaldo says he's not going to receive any part, sorry, excuse me, he's not going to receive any pass from anybody, he would maybe go to the goalie, play the goal kick himself, take it from the goalpost to. <laughs> That's one body much. Yeah, even yeah, it's going to be boring. But even if it is possible, I can assure you that Cristiano Ronaldo would have retired by now because the fatigue, constant fatigue, the constant energy would have burned. He could have easily shared it amongst his teammates. Bringing it into design, um, some some designers feel that um, maybe when they do something, they 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 have it designed, and they're comparing themselves with um with companies like Google and the likes. One thing to note is Google, all these all these Fortune 500 companies, they don't have one designer on their team. They have about 10, 15, 20 to 50 designers working on just one product. Now, you cannot compare the amount of um, work, the amount of um, energy and the amount of the quality of work that they will that they will generate compared to the one that just one person will generate. It's not possible. It's not even a balanced scenario. This life yeah. is not balanced in that scenario. Life no balance. Hey, get so not all. it's not exactly. It's not possible. You just need to know that you cannot do. You cannot do it alone. Especially if the person that decides that um, if in any way the person cannot do it alone because some of the jobs that some people will get. Like for example, the job one of the jobs I got, it was a referral. Funny enough, I didn't do a single interview. I didn't do I didn't do any test. It was just one conversation with the CEO and immediately I, I got the offer. She get and it was just my dear Alpha, would you be interested in this role? Yes, I'll be interested. And how did I get that relationship? I worked with him on a particular project. 
it wasn't me just him just sending me a message from from whichever platform that Jerry would do. No, he will not reach out to me. I mean, if someone is focused on doing something alone, the person will most likely miss opportunities. Um, also about getting um jobs. I'm not talking of in-house design jobs. Now I'm talking of um gigs and the likes. Um, people, no one will refer you to job if they don't for you for a job if they don't know you. They only refer people they know and people they trust, people they've interacted with, people they they know what they're doing. And if you're not the kind that that works, with people that collaborate with other people, that is um other people in your field, other people in other field, you will most likely miss out on um on several opportunities. Uh, I've talked about a lot. I've talked about a lot. I don't know if I missed any. If I mixed any, okay. Let me just talk talk talk, talk a little about this. The experts. Um, these are people that um, they have actually reached. Let's say they've actually reached a certain point. They've reached the apex, or let me use it. They, they are called legends. To to say, now the thing is, and the thing is, we all face imposter syndrome. Now, if you're at that point and you're facing imposter syndrome, now here's what you need to do. You need to um, look back at some things that some of your milestones, some of the things you've achieved over time. You need to look back and you need to actually begin to value the work you've done. Like you can't tell me that you're working for Google, even if it was a lucky it was a lucky job. Trust me, you'd have done something over the past few years that that you'll be able to know, okay, even if I may not be good enough for this job, but I can actually my skill or if I build on myself, I can match up to it. So it's yeah. you need to look back and look back at the good things and the at the at the uh, successes you had over time. You might not even be in the same field. You might not even. You might just be probably the successes you had while in college, while in secondary school, while in anywhere, just to show that you are competent enough to learn and to improve yourself and to grow to whichever level you want to go to. Um, that's 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 not a, that's not a short talk. That's a very long one. Or probably <laughs> to touch uh, on everything. Man, man, it's been a very wonderful session. Like, um. I'm sure we've all learned, um, probably all learned some things and after they learned um, some of the causes, the effects and how to cope with the imposter syndrome. Wajeda has been an, an awesome guest. Like, I just, I don't know how much to say a very big thank you for you, for to you too, for hanging out with us. Like, I can't, this has been, this, this is like, for me, I think, I think in a way, um, it's, it's, I'm taking this past now, now, um, it's, it's something that I need to go back and go work on myself. And I, I'm sure other people listening to this would have learned a, a lot, a lot of how to cope with imposter syndrome. And I can't wait to have you again on this show. Thank you very, very, very much. So, so guys, we've come to the end of this episode. Uh, more charts for the next episode of this series. You can send us your comments, your questions, your feedback. And also, do not forget... Let me say this again. Please, please, please do not forget to subscribe and to share this podcast with everyone around you. You might be saving your life. <laughs> it was, you might just be saving your life anyway. So don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with everyone around you. Um, till then, continue making lemonades. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.